Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Illinois on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Good evening and welcome to the Charlie Tuna Show here on a Tuesday night here in the Gateway Town, a rainy night. It's going to be raining tomorrow. I don't care. What the hell? Maybe to kill the virus. I don't know. Rain, rain, go away. People will play. Don't take down the statue just yet. Matt Berger, what's up? How you doing, Charlie? All right. Tom Wiley is off tonight. He'll be back tomorrow night and Tom is leaving for vacation Tomorrow night. And he'll be back in about a week. He'll be off. Joe Davis, what's up? Doing pretty good. Happy to be here. We're broadcasting live from the Snook Studios here in lovely Kirkwood, Missouri. A lot to talk about tonight. Howard Balzer will be with us in the second hour. We'll talk just basic sports. Baseball starts tomorrow, actually. One of the Cardinals has tested positive for the virus. Yep. <laughs> Colors. Matter of fact, Clemson had 23 players two weeks ago. Now they got another 12. If you have a sports team, like if you're, if you're the Cardinals, just test everybody right now. Right. Just test what, them. What they did. They did. They did. They got mm-hmm. one. They, if got they one. did, they've only got one player. That's not bad. But those are prof- you can trust professionals a little bit more than you can a college student. You yeah, can't you can. trust a college student. No. He's going avoid other people. Yeah, he's going out. He's on tender. Uh, yeah. He's getting on tender. Of course. Now the Cardinals Major League Baseball is testing every other day. But my, my contention, folks, I've been saying it, I'll continue to say it. <laughs> I still don't think any one of these leagues is going to finish the year. Oh, I don't think so either. I think it may start, but I don't think it's going to finish. I don't think. Let's have a, let's, what happens if Jordan Bennington with the Blues gets it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
What do you do? Uh, then you got uh, you, you got Jake up. Allen. <laughs> what happens to Vegas? Well, well, then, then, then you, you bring in the, uh, the the guy from the stands, <laughs> like they did that. Like exactly. did in Carolina. <laughs> Can you imagine the pro football? Oh, oh you no. want to come down here? And yeah, play yeah, right. Yeah. Quarterback. Man. Come Colin down here. Kaepernick can barely get a quarterback job, so you know. Come down here and play center. Speaking of Colin Kaepernick, a big deal with him. Netflix is doing a life story as well as ESPN. Is doing a six-part series. He's getting rich now. He, and, but the thing Money I was disappointed in is that it's a scripted series. I'd rather watch a documentary. Me too. Than, than something that's scripted. Yeah. But because if, if it's scripted, you can take like creative liberties. But nothing that you can't with I a mean, documentary. Well, we don't really know how interesting his life is. His life could have been pretty uh, simple and pretty easy going. Well, it it could have been. Him. I mean, this is supposed to be about how. Like the things that happened in his life that caused, caused him, him to, to want to take on yeah. uh, social justice as a cause. So. No, no one has ever brought that up. Why have you stuck to this subject? What has happened to you? It, it, it just has come out of nowhere. Okay, I'm going to kneel. I've seen so many memes Nessa. about this, and I didn't want to get into an argument because I got better things to do with my time than argue with an idiot. But they're like, you know, hey, he was adopted by a white player, by a you know a white family, right. and he's rich, you know, and now he's complaining about how life's been unfair. I'm like, no, that's not exactly yeah, what he's saying. No, his mother was white. Well, he was a, no. he was adopted, but his but he's mother, also mixed. Yeah. He mixed, yeah. He's a Mexican. We know he's Mexican. My but, right. Let's make this clear, folks. My life, yes, he is. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that. It's not because just because you're taking up that cause, it doesn't mean that something bad happened no. to you. It means that you're seeing it happen. You have a platform that you right. think you could do something exactly. about it, mm-hmm. so you're going to use that platform. That's a what lot it is. of people would argue that it's his girlfriend Nessa. I've heard that too. She's she's really she was really deep into the black empowerment type stuff. And, and sometimes ever since he met her, he's just been all she's been down a, with the cause. She's the one yep. that made Ray Lewis go off at Baltimore. Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. yes, you Tom, <laughs> yeah, you yes. House Negro. <laughs> Yeah, she's the one that did that yes. after uh, after Baltimore didn't sign him, and I think Ray Lewis said good or something like that, and then mm. she went off on him. But sometimes it's like that too, where you know you someone comes into your life and influences you. Yeah, look what happened. Okay, wakes you up a little bit. Look what happened to Malcolm X. Exactly. Mm. Excellent. Goes point. to jail, looks, and then ran into somebody, another prisoner that was there that showed him the ways of Islam, and then there you go. Right. Malcolm X used to have a. Where a process or oh, cunt, yeah. back in my day they called the cunt was when you put some cream in your hair to make it real wavy like a white person. When he got to jail, if you watch the movie, he said, man, man, what are you doing that for? <laughs> yeah. Your hair don't look like that. Yeah. Yeah. You like, surprised that, that Al Sharp is still rocking that big boy that he's Ooh. had for like the past? You, you know what he pays for that for a year? $30,000. $30,000. To get his hair fixed. No kidding. Wow. Not a process, though. Hey, somebody no just slap him. That's a waste of money. Have you seen? He's Al, got the money. Have you seen Al Sharpton when he was young? That's a bad piece of hair. Yeah, big old he was fat, fat. He was big. Man. James Brown was his buddy. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> now and he looks nice, like a bobblehead. Yeah, he does. He actually looks a little too thin. I think sometimes. I, but I agree. Some no people matter, just don't no look right skinny. No, no matter how much weight you lose, people. That head don't shrink. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and his head is he big he as looks, the road. He looks like a bobble. <laughs> it really does. His head See, does like he talks drink. a lot slower now, too. He used to have, like, that great kind of rhythm and boom, 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 boom. The, the, net, the networks have changed him. You think that's what it MSNBC is? MSNBC changed him. That's hey, a good point, yeah. yeah. They, they calm it down a little calm bit. Calm down a well, little bit. Well, Stephen A. Smith, I mean, even though eventually the old Stephen A. Smith will get out, mm. but, like, when he was first on ESPN, or what he's done, like, three tours of duty, stuff, yeah. oh, he would just let it fly like Mussolini from the balcony. It's like, man, mm-hmm. Stephen needs to dial it down. We can hear you, dude. But he's got smart, but still the blackest man on <laughs> cable hey. is Matt Kellerman.
seems like it every day. It really does. Every day. He's right, man. You listen to Stephen A. Like, man, did he really say that? And then Max comes in like, okay, Stephen A., let me tell you what's really going on. <laughs> I love it Stephen every time. Stephen A. hates that. Man. I love it. Oh, yeah. Deep down, he hates that. Oh, yeah. Folks, a lot to talk about. Of course, another big story. Uh, and we always already mentioned one of the baseball Cardinals tested positive. The baseball will uh, start practice pretty much tomorrow. NBA news. J.R. Smith is close to signing a contract mm-hmm. with the uh, L.A. Lakers. Now, the NBA, the players run it. The NBA says Black Lives Matter logo will be on all stadium floors mm-hmm. this year. Okay. I think they're wearing. And you can wear a. On the back of the jerseys, too. Whatever you want to wear. Yeah. I mean, nothing crazy. No. Yeah, you I can't mean, be like Black John <laughs> you see what, what John Morant put, put, put on to, Twitter? He wants to put F12 on it. No, you can't do that. No, <laughs> like, no you can't be doing that. You can't, you, can't do that. you can't be like you can't be putting like you know Heil Hitler. Oh, yeah, exactly. or exactly. No, DSS or anything like crazy like that. It was just funny that someone he actually posted that out there. Like I knew somebody was going to think about it. Yeah, Matt, let me ask you something. You work with a lot of people, and you're white yourself. We don't want to bring that up, but people know that. I think my voice kind of gives it away. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. What do you think? White America is thinking right now because all the things that are coming up, if you would have said a year ago that the NBA was going to allow Black Lives Matter on their court, people would have been in this uproar. Mm -hmm. Now, what's what's the difference? I think there's still going to be a population that's going to be in uproar, but that kind of population isn't really watching the NBA to begin with. Mm -hmm. But, um, (laughs) But otherwise, the NBA fans, I don't think they're really going to care. I think a lot of people, like when Black Lives Matter first came out, I think there was a lot of pushback from white people because it made it seem like, uh, what, was, what was always the response? All Don't you mean all lives matter? Yeah, exactly. It's not just black lives that matter, it's all mm-hmm. lives that matter. And now I think uh, people who were saying that now understand what was being meant behind <laughs> black, black lives matter. matter. Finally. Finally. I mean- and I think most people are going to be like, okay. Well, I just, I think what's, what, I think what people are, what white people are not going to want is to see it take over the NBA. Oh, it's going to. Well, what I mean, like, <laughs> it's definitely good. At least it, this year. If you're wanting, to, if you're turning into the NBA, you want to forget about the coronavirus. You want to forget about everything else, and you just want to watch a basketball game for two and a half hours and just forget mm. about everything else. And if you're constantly being beaten over the head, with, oh, that's going to happen. It probably the pre-game, is. The pregame show is yeah, it's going to be like a which is why like a lot show. of which is like a like a lot of the pregame stuff I won't watch. Yeah, a lot of people. See, here's watch a, you tell me a white fan, and seventy percent of the fans are white. Understand? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's say that. You're going to tell me a year or two ago they would let LeBron James come out with a logo on the back of his jersey that says "Black Lives uh, Matter." I don't think or so. Some may say. I can't breathe. Uh-huh. No, they're not. not well, I mean, like some, some players still have issues with racial slurs getting thrown at them at games. So mm-hmm. there was that There's year that, um, that, that he, but they were all wore that T-shirt that said "I can't, I can't breathe. breathe" down yeah. in Miami. Down in my well, that was, was in the locker room. No, it was, well, no, they came out during the warm-ups, yeah. and they had it on, and you know, in they in Miami Zimmer. and all over, they had it with the Clippers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. So, um, you know, and they they filmed the warm-up, so everybody saw it. It may not have been during the game, but they would be like, you know. They would like if there's a timeout or a stop in the yeah. action. They'll be like during the warm up, players came out with an "I can't breathe" T-shirt and homage to whomever, mm-hmm. and then they would go right yep. back to the broadcast. But I mean, I think right now with with players wearing it on the back of their jersey, I don't Let think anybody's 
I think everybody's well, going to be like, look, let's, let's just watch the basketball game. Hey, our phone number tonight, if you want to call in, this is one of the few shows where we take a call or two. one 285 You can talk about sports or politics. We've changed from we always used to just talk about sports, but with the climate of what's going on <laughs> in America to today, changes. It, is something, it is something else. The other big news, Cam Newton signs with the Patriots mm-hmm. folks not two days ago, as people say on the Internet, stay off of it. He signed Sunday. Several weeks ago, I kind of mentioned that. <laughs> His physical was taken in March. Okay? Mm-hmm. And people say, you can't be going out taking no uh, damn physical. Yeah. And we always used to say here, Bill Belichick, he's been kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's saying nothing. You know he's up to something. And he really, you know why? And he didn't draft the quarterback yeah, at all no. at that draft. No, he knew what was going so on. So he knew that mm-hmm. he knew that it came down to it. He was either going to sign Cam Newton or he was going to sign James Winston. One of the- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be Cam. And of the two players, you'd rather have Cam. Mm-hmm. He's a better quarterback than what Jameis is, as long as he's healthy. You know, you, they, are, you know you they almost signed. According to sources, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he was on the list. Well, and Cam almost Cam, the other team that was looking at Cam, according to sources, was the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. So imagine yeah, what that would have been. That like. would have been interesting. That yeah. would have been really interesting. So Baker Mayfield. But, yeah, but Antonio Brown is the hot commodity. As far as, as there far, are several teams that want Antonio Brown. Oh well, yeah, the Seahawks. That'd be a good fit for him. Seahawks, New England. There are several teams. New England that would be a good fit for him too because. Right now, okay, if you put Cam's on the New England Patriots, and are they that much better than what they were last year? I mean, they're still going to no, be a bad offense. they still don't have weapons. Yeah, they still, no Julian weapons. Edelman, and that's it. Bill Belichick, folks, let me tell you something. Everybody said it's Tom Brady, okay, whatever. It's his system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, but you can slide, it's like playing checkers. Just slide it in that slot. Yeah. New England is one of the teams that had never had a losing record in 20 or 30 years. And as long as Cam is healthy, which obviously he is, otherwise they wouldn't have signed him. Right. Mm -hmm. And Cam never really had an offensive line when he was in Carolina. Mm Mm-mm. I mean, my God, the well, man, that man have, got well, he beat the hell. Not really. Steve Smith, that Steve was Smith and then there towards the end, he had Christian McCaffrey, who's who's a good player. But he didn't have any wide receivers. No, he didn't. <laughs> um, I mean, Greg Olson was his tight end, who's, right. who was a good tight end. No wide receivers. But no wide receivers. Now, Olson is with Seattle? Yeah. And did he sign with Seattle? I thought he retired. I think he retired because of... Concussions. And, 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 and he, I mean, he's had foot problems. He's uh, had a myriad of injuries. He's he had a myriad to, of injuries. He tried to come back with the Panthers and then got hurt again. He got hurt again. Yeah. Again I mean, if he didn't again. retire, he, he probably needs to start thinking about it. All right, go ahead, John. Yeah, 
Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, hey, I want to ask you guys a question. With this COVID and everything, do you think it's going to limit the number of free agents signed by teams or limit trades? Because say a team player gets traded due because of some contract dispute or whatever, and they get traded to a city that has a high selling of spike in you know, COVID viruses, could the player just be able to turn down a trade and just, or just retire without being, you know refusing to go to a city? Or, you know, would that limit them? What I'm saying is, would it? You think there'll be limited signings of free agents? Yes. All right, John, you cut off. You got cut off. We didn't cut you off. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah that that will is, uh, that will affect that. What type of signings? Signings? Do you think the teams will be doing just short-term signings in the in the next for the future in the next future for the long-term contracts? Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Uh, That's a good question. It is. Yeah. I think Major League Baseball mm-hmm. is going to have a pool of players you can pick from. Yeah. Uh, the other teams are going to have a pool of players yeah. they can pick from. I still, I will contend, I'm sorry, not to throw a monkey wrench, <laughs> I don't think any sports season is going to finish. No. I don't think so tough. either. I, like I, said, I think baseball and, and the NHL the NBA, I think they may start, play like maybe a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be a spike in positive tests in these players. That's going to shut it down. And then now they say, hold on, Dusty Baker, and you shouldn't old. come to practice. Yeah. Alvin Gentry, the NBA, you fish. shouldn't come. You're over 60. You shouldn't come. How do you Wait coach? How do you do this? Yeah. <laughs> what, are what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. 2020 may be a damn total loss. <laughs> they, just, they just showed on the crawl that Alvin Gentry said that he's going to be there in Orlando to close uh, the team. 65. And they got three players already tested already positive. Already tested positive. And Alvin, yeah, Alvin Gentry is 65. But, I, I mean, he looks like he's a he's healthy 65. It. It don't matter. matter. I don't, let me tell you what. Hey. I'm a healthy SOB, exactly. too, but I know my age. I don't blame them. Well, well, well sure, but I mean, like, there's people who are who are older that yeah. have beaten it and people who are K-Wall. younger that have gotten killed from it. Everybody is not immune. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean... If, if if you're someone who is older and you don't have diabetes and you don't have high blood pressure, and the only real reason why you're at risk is because no, of your age. We, we don't know what Alvin right. Gentry has. You know, that's what I'm saying. He appears to be in good health. Exactly. It's not like he's, you know, morbidly obese. Mm. He's not um, the late. Um, Being the, obese is a big problem. Yeah, it is. Big problem. Big stomach. Yeah. Mm. But coaching is stressful. That should be a problem of just off coaching for th- for three months. Wouldn't you think that'd be stressful or hurt your immune system and make you more susceptible to the disease? DeAndre Jordan with the Nets, they got several like, players yeah. that tested positive. Yeah. So, I, I man, I just don't get it. Yeah, and, and I don't see it. Where's, where's the NBA going to be playing? Florida. One of the hot spots. Yeah. yeah. Here's the big thing. Even the players haven't been together yet. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Now they get ready to go together and now. And everybody's going to get it. Yeah. But several players, even Paul Zimmerman of uh, the Washington Nationals, a lot of players now say, "Hey, man, I'm not. I'm just not playing." No, and then Mike Leak, who, who pitched here and is now with the Diamondbacks, he said that he's not going to play. Last so, year of a contract too. Yeah, so there, there's going to be a lot of players who are going to have to make That's a choice working. about whether or not they're going to risk their health and risk their family's health. Hey, we're going to take a time out. This portion of the show is brought to you by Snooks for Broadcasting Live in the Snooks Studios here in Kirkwood. Our friends at Snooks are once again teaming up with the foes of honor to send children and spouses of fallen soldiers. The college is an amazing mention mission last year thanks to the incredible generosity of the people who shopped at snooks rounding up their purchases they raised over a million dollars can you believe 1.2 million dollars were raised by the thousands of snook shoppers who simply gave an extra few cents at the checkout what that means is when you go up and check out 
your bill is $10.30, you can raise it up to $11. There are, there are around 2 million kids and spouses of service members that were killed or disabled service members in this country. So, folks, when you go to Snooks, round up your dollars. It doesn't cost much. You're helping a family. Snooks, our proud sponsor. We'll be right back. All righty, welcome back to the show, brought to you by the Town and Country Bar and Grill. That's right, I tell them, they got the best steak sandwiches in the city of St. Louis. Also, Victory Men's Health, Dr. Leblonsky will be here with Ooh. us Monday night. That's right, Dr. Lebronski from Victor Men's Health. About three times a month we talk about men's health, but this week we're going to talk about women. Women that can't, that can't cooperate with sex. <laughs> Since we don't know about it, we got to get somebody else on that can do it. Yeah, I mean, last time I checked, you and I aren't equipped with that. So. No, we're not equipped <laughs> with that. I hope not. All right. So he'll be here live in person. <laughs> Better not be. Also brought to you by Mosquito Joe. This is a big weekend. Fourth of July weekend is coming up. A lot of friends and family are coming over. They shouldn't be, but if they are, if you sit outside, because you know when it rains the next day, the mosquitoes are out. So call Mosquito Joe, 314-492-2309 or mosquitojoe.com. Outside should be fun again. I talked to Andy from Crown Candy the other day. They're up and operating. Everything is going on. So if you want their favorite malt, chocolate candy, BLT, heart-stopping, go to Crown Candy Kitchen. All right, I'm tuned up. Matt Burgers here. Having just a good time. All right, can you give us any kind of update on the NBA with this? Uh, locos on the back, Joe, and... Signage on the court. We talked about it earlier. Give us a little update on that. I want you and Matt Berger. Well, how many different courts are they playing on? Is it is it just a couple or three? Is it three? Okay, is it three, three courts. No, no, no. This is going to be also. This is going to even transcend to next yep, year. Yeah, they're we're doing back uh, Black Lives Matters on the courts on both sidelines in all three arenas. So they are playing at three arenas. Okay, three different courts. In so Florida. it's going to be like where the team logo or the team, team yeah, trademark the or what mark would be. It's going to be Black Lives Matter. Is it? I don't know. Is it going to be on the side like they're doing the on most court, court inside both sidelines on That's the court thought, inside yeah. both sidelines? Oh, inside both sidelines. Yeah. Okay, so it'll be pretty big. It'll be noticeable. So that means when they come back next year on their regular courts. 
whenever that is, it'll also be there because, you know, the black they travel. Player, they take their courts with them, right? They have the yeah. option to bring their home court. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could very well still be there. So Boston will have their own court. That's going to be really That's going to be really, oh, be really cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seeing that in Boston. Oh, yeah, Boston's going to love that. The people yeah. in Boston going to love that. Tommy and uh, Murph and... Sully are going to love that. I go to. I live in Chesterfield, so I go around and I drive around a lot of white neighborhoods all the time. You will be shocked to see the Black Lives Matter signs. Like I said, I mean, I think you'll be shocked. I see a lot of police it, lives matter ones. You you do <laughs> the blue ribbon. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of those. The, the American flag with the blue stripe, yeah. and you know, I, I stand behind this line. But I mean, like I said, I think you're seeing a lot of white a lot of white people who are like, oh, that's what Black Lives Matter means. Oh, I thought it meant something else. Yeah, I thought it meant that you wanted to kill me and everything was my fault. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you wanted like, to rob oh. me. <laughs> well, that's what the people in the no, Central no, West End thought. They're like, we came running out with our guns because we didn't know we were going to get robbed and murdered. And I'm like, no, what, what, where have you been watching? Where, where have they done any of that? Where they gone into someone's house and dragged them out and killed them and robbed right. them? Let's talk, Nowhere. Let's talk about that because... <laughs> Those people, my sister knows those people, and those people live, and they're back black yeah, lives matter supporters, supporters. They're actually, but I've heard that. They what they happened are. was the people came in and tore down this steel gate. Self guilt. They tore down this steel because gate they, because it's a private road. Yeah, no, because they they've been to the mayor's mansion many times, mm-hmm. Lada Cruzan. So they've gone. There's protesters have been there for years since she's been in office. Yeah. But when they came out, but when you come out with guns, with finger on the trigger, yeah, and, and you know what? They look like they had that's like the first time they ever touched those guns in their entire life. They know so how they, to use them, so they very easily could have accidentally shot somebody. And if that would have happened, yeah, Whole different. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, my God. And he, both of them are attorneys. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now they're going to be, be on CNN. And Fox News nationally tonight. Well, Chris, I listened to Chris Cuomo's radio show, and he said that he was trying to get them on uh, his show tonight. And they said, well, we want to come on with our attorney. He's like, no, I'm not having you come on with your attorney. I want you on. No. That's what Cuomo said. He's like, no, we're not going to play that. No. If I'm going to have you on, I'm not going to talk through your attorney. I'm going to talk to you. Your attorney was not there when you had the gun. Exactly. But see, here's the thing that I don't understand. If they are a supporter of Black Lives Matter, and I will take them at their word, even though I'm skeptical about it, if you saw that congregation walking up, you know what it is. Could you imagine if they would have walked out of their house and, and picked up a them? sign and joined them? 
Mm-hmm. It would have been a way better image. Way better image, and all of this would have gone right. away. Look at these people out of this big old mansion yeah. come out and support L- look, us. Look, yeah, look at, okay, totally like different. the epitome of the people who should be against Black Lives I've Matter. I've got several friends that live on Portland Place. Several friends. Mm-hmm. One of the richest areas in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they didn't go outside. Matter of fact, Homer Desaez. Good friend. I'm going to say your name on the radio, Desaez. <laughs> good friends of mine. Homer Syed used to be the police commissioner, chief of police in the city of St. Louis many moons ago. Mm. He lived on Portland Place. Okay. It's a private street. You can get all, hit it off of Lindo, make a left turn, right west of King's Highway. I know exactly where it is. So Yeah. They, but, but like what I'm saying is, is that like, like if you... You know, like what those people are doing. They're coming yeah, up. They're not coming to drag you out of the house and kill you. This isn't uh, gangs in New York where the they purge. were like, yeah, like, during on. during the draft riots where they were doing it to rich people. Mm-hmm. They're going up. They know you know where they're headed. They're heading to the mayor's mansion. So if you would have walked out mm-hmm. there with them and picked up a sign or threw up a fist, no. they would have been like, yeah, all right. Let's look at the pro. And con- let's, look, let's look at the pro and cons of this. They've gotten a lot of support. Even from some black folks. Now, oh, if you were li- win that case. if you were living there, and that happened to you, and you saw him tear the gate down, would you be scared? Let's look at the pros and cons. There's always. I probably would have helped open the gate for him. Mm-hmm. I, I probably would have opened the gate. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, hey, you claim to be down for the cause, yeah, yeah. If I'm down for the cause, I'm gonna say, don't damage the gate. I'll open it for Here's the thing. You. Like I said, you know where they're headed. Yeah. You know why they're there. That's to me. That's what the difference is. Well, they're saying they didn't know why they were there. Oh come on! Come I don't. On. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. They're way too smart to 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 if think everybody's going to fall for that. If you see something then, uh, fishy going on in your neighborhood, do you walk outside right away, or do you sit there and look at the blind, see what's going on, and no, investigate call, a little bit, or call, call, the you call, you call the police? You don't go outside and try to handle it when yourself. When is the last time? <laughs> come when, on. Is, when is the last time you've seen something happen in your neighborhood, and you went outside and became the militia yourself? Never, and, never, and the husband and the wife. Never, she never. Had a, she had a pistol. Yeah, like a little James Bond kind of pistol. Yeah, the yeah. toy. If I shoot. see police sirens outside of my house. I'm looking at the blinds first. I am too. Investigate before I even step outside. And yeah. then I'm like, I wait, wonder, oh, wait, I think I know that person. Let me go see what's going on. And then on I'm like, right? I wonder if something needs to go to the dumpster. Yeah, exactly. And my then niece, I'll slow walk out to the dumpster. And my niece to uh, text some friends. We had a mass text. She said, "Oh, I know those people." I know people who know uh, those. Friends. I had people, I had friends of my daughter, my sister and daughters, that were texting from Chicago. Chicago. Oh, what it was, the hell? Yeah, is going no, on? it was it was, na- it was national news. It was the cover of Yahoo and everything. Yeah, was it on cover of no- absolutely it's everywhere. Now, one thing it has done, it has produced some tremendous oh. memes. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. The memes have oh. tremendous memes. The memes have been hysterical. Memes, what's that? Oh, like I'll show you during the commercial break. But oh, yeah, they've been. That? It's like satire of the satire of, the, of what it is. Like, oh, yeah, one of like it showed them. And it was kind of like a spoof of Saving Private Ryan. It was called oh. Saving Private Property. Now, they've got a lot of hate mail. <laughs> they've got a lot of congratulations. And a lot of hate mail as well. Oh yeah, right. you're, you're going to. I mean, it's it's going to be. They, they've kind of become the unfortunately maybe like the white face of the Black Lives Matter movement right now in 2020. Oh, absolutely, Ken and Karen. Ken and Karen. That's their names. No, that's what no, people but are people calling are calling them. them. It's Ken and Karen. <laughs> <laughs> 2020, and we're Something only, different every day. We just became halfway. Just halfway through. Just halfway through. And it's going to get worse. Christmas it's in July. Been an, it's been <laughs> enough to last five years, everything that's happened. This has been the second worst year of my damn life. 2020. I was having thinking, a good time, to be I honest. was thinking about that, and I'm like, what is, like, the honestly, like, what is the worst thing that has happened to me so far this year? 
And the only thing, that, the bad thing that's been is that there's been no sports. And to me, that seems like a kind of like a silly thing to complain about considering everything else that's gone on. So I don't complain about it. I don't even care about sports. This race stuff is fun to me. Oh, I think it's about time. Because like, yeah, I knew it was coming. Eat it up. I, I knew it was up. coming. <laughs> Just eating it up. Like, see, maybe, maybe long time. overdue. If you, don't <laughs> yeah. be, if you don't believe in a man up above, now's the one year to believe in him. He said, I'm going to put a pause on everybody's calls in 2021. <laughs> and then show some light. I'm going to put a virus on you. I'm going to put a death on you. I'm going to bring the open forces of racism to you. Now deal with it. Mm-hmm. And people are not able to deal with it. But actually, it has brought some of the races close together. I believe that. It oh, yeah, really look at the protests. You can tell. It hears, to me, what the funny thing is, is that a lot of the people who are on both sides who claim mm-hmm. they can't stand the other one, if they actually sat down and talked, they've got a lot more in common than what they the actually... Young, the younger people. Especially them. Well, even the older people do. Yeah, no, yeah the younger yeah, people. Yeah. Older people are not saying, wait, wait a minute. The older people... If Probably they would, agree if, with each other more than that. That's You're the right. thing. You're that absolutely is the thing. right. But the thing is that each one blames the other one for everything that's gone wrong in their life. Mm-hmm. You know what? I could have gotten that job if someone like you didn't get hired because of affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. that's the reason why I'm stuck in my job. And then, that's a good first, point. That's, that's what it is. There are bad people in all races. Of course. Mm-hmm. They're bad absolutely. black people. They're bad white people. Yes. But the good ones have come together. And the bad ones are still out there protesting. Are causing damage. That's what it is. Like. That's the bad people. They're, those are the bad people. And the good people have told them, hey, man, you don't belong with us. Yeah, and that's what they need. There's always a solution. That's why I don't look down on some of the Republicans in certain situations. I look down on the Republicans that are afraid of this the president. The spineless ones, yeah. They're yeah. spineless. Too many of them. Snakes. They have no spine. They're afraid of a grown man. It, that gets me. Could you, and Trump is supposed to be this genius businessman. If he was that smart... Could you imagine putting face masks that had MAGA on it or Trump 2020? If he had any sense. If he didn't say, you know, don't wear the mask, it's a hoax. Everyone at his rally could have had that mask. Everybody would be dying to get a MAGA mask. When you're the president of the United States, you're supposed to be the leader of the people that voted for you, the people that don't like you, the people that didn't vote Mm -hmm. for you. You're the president of all America. Everybody. Not one segment of the country. Exactly. And some of the segments of the country... That that say the, use mm-hmm. the word white power. He don't care about you either. No. Okay. He some, wants your vote, but he doesn't exactly. care about you. And some of you guys don't have your money either. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But I still he is so he's the Jim Jones mm. of twenty twenty. He's everything <laughs> they thought Barack Obama was going to be. That's right. That's exactly what he is. All right. Go ahead, D. What's going on, fellas? How everybody doing? All right. Great. Hey, Matt. Yes, sir. You know you're you're the only European on the uh, mm-hmm. on the. Uh, on the posse right now, so I'm gonna ask you. Yeah, you're on the panel. I'm gonna ask you this: Why are white people scared of black person? That's something that I've always tried to find out, but nobody can answer that question for me. Because it's just like that's easy. we seem to pose some type of threat that's that's not there. So I'm, I'm asking you, what what is your opinion? I know you're asking people? him, but that's easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy. Uh, if you watch the evening news at any time that there's someone who, any time there's a murder, any time there's a robbery, any time there's a drug deal, it's always it looks like it's always someone who was black that is committing the murder, committing the crime. So if you're down in the city and there's someone that you don't know and all you can see is, if your only interaction, if you don't know anybody who's black and your only experience of people who are all black are through the evening news, 
you're going to think that, oh, my God, I'm going to get mugged, or if you're a woman, I'm going to get raped, or I'm going to get killed. Wait a minute, minute, D. I'm afraid of some black people. <laughs> what the hell? What are you talking about? News I'm afraid of some black people. What are you talking about? Uh, well, Matt, back to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, you're going to shift was, gears now. <laughs> I was, I'm, 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 I'm listening to what you're saying, Matt. So my, my, I guess my rebuttal to that is because what somebody shows you, that's how you interpret everybody, because... The, the thing that the thing that puzzles me is that a majority of the people, black people that's been killed by these policemen haven't been in shootouts with these policemen. They've been unarmed. Yeah. So again, what I'm trying to figure out is what poses a threat. If I'm unarmed, no matter what drug deal I did, no matter who I killed, whatever the situation is, if I'm unarmed at the point that me and you as a European cop, black cop, pink cop, any cop, or anybody else. If I'm if if I don't have a weapon and you have a weapon, what poses a threat towards you from me? If you have a weapon and you got a taser, a billy club, a flashlight, a shotgun, oh, and a stun gun, yeah, no. D I I wish I had an answer for you on that. Look at the whole Look at the Elijah McClain thing. Elijah McClain was 5'6 and 140 pounds. You're trying to tell me that three grown men couldn't handle him without killing him? Joe, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. You have an answer to this, do you? Well, I think it's, I mean, it's a deeper picture. If you look at, like Berger was saying about the news, look at movies. If you look at the thugs, who's the thug? It's either Jose or it's Jamal. Yeah. It's all kind of things. Everywhere you go, it's psychological from the day you're born. They're sitting there throwing image at you left and right, left and right, and it just becomes subconscious. And That's then, why black people, when I drive around in the hood, I'm getting a little nervous. Like, hey, what's going on? Let me lock my doors real quick. <laughs> it was a it's subconscious. I do it all the time, and I think, why am I scared of this person? Just because he's black? What's it's that, subconscious because there's images every day. What's that, what's that Dave Chappelle bit? You know, where you're taking me? Gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store. Where are you taking me? Exactly. D, let me ask you a question, D. Are you more afraid of the police or some of these brothers out here killing one another? I, I, out of honesty, I'm not afraid of anything or anybody. I believe in God, and when it's my time, it's okay. my time. Okay. When they come up to you with a gun, say, God, don't stop if, you. If the, if the police get in behind me, I'm a lot more worried about them being in behind me than a black person pulling up in the car beside me or me walking down the street and seeing another yeah. black person. I, 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 I go with that. I go with that. <laughs> But you got to be afraid of some of these brothers out here, too, oh, now. Yeah. D, but in real life, thing, you got to be afraid of some of Come on, D, tell me you leaving. If you go to a Cardinals game, you leaving late at night. You tell me you're not feeling some type of way if you're walking down the street by yourself? No. no. Man, I've been to Blues games, Cardinals games. How many Blues games? How many damn Blues games you've been to another not afraid Come on, D. Oh, now who's stereotyping? Come on, here you go. Hey, Joe. I mean, yeah, yeah shift gears again. The reason why, the re- I'm going to get to you in a second, Charlie. Yeah, you get to me. Joe, please, I mean, address Charlie. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I stayed in the city. I was born and raised in the city, so that's probably why yeah, I that don't yeah, that'll, you, you that know, makes I'm a difference. Saying, I, I was, too. Hold on, D. I was raised in the city, yeah. too, and, you and know, that's why I'm scared. And, D, I know there are, but you know, there's some streets you don't go on. Like, yeah, I can't go down that street this time. I want day. you to, you know, tonight, what I want you to do for me, D, I want you to go up the Natural Bridge to King's Highway, get out of your car, and walk walk home. That would be stupid. Why, why would I walk home? That's my because you won't make it home. Hey, that's our point. Here. That's crazy. I will make it home. Well, you're right. I'll probably pass the hell out. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get the hell knocked but out. Joe but made a good point. A lot of it, I mean, a lot of it is, is not of a stereotype. Not a stereotype. Yeah. Of a stereotype. Oh, of course it is. That, that stereotype right there is the reason why a lot no. of people do the thing. It ain't all stereotype. Because those white neighborhoods that I, I feel more fear walking oh, in. Oh, absolutely. If I'm, down, if I'm in the South good. and I got to get gas, I'm not stopping at every stop. You're right. Hey, I live where I live at. I'm afraid to walk down the neighborhood too. Uh-huh. Am I In more afraid? Am I more afraid of where? The problem we have, D, is there's so much murder and killing in our inner cities. That's what makes people a lot afraid. Okay, and let's just but be you know, honest with. No, ain't no, ain't no, but, ain't no but to it. Ain't no but to it. It's a systematic incident. White people kill white people. Black people. people yeah, but kill you, black they don't people, show it on the news. You're the right. Difference, the difference. The difference, like you said, is what's shown on television. Mm-hmm. If, if that, like you said, Joe, if that's all you see from the time that you start watching television in the morning till you go to bed, and then from when you're a baby to when you're dang near dead, if that's all you see, then that's the perception you're gonna have. So. So that's the, that's my thing. All of the, these things are ran by people who are not our color. Wait a minute, so hold on. I'm, Ain't no damn perception with these Negroes killing one another every night. That's not no damn perception. That's reality, man. I'm so tired of hearing that. I'm so tired of hearing that. That's the problem we got right now. You don't face the damn facts, man. All right, D, we got to roll. We got to go. We got to go. D, but you got you. D, you got to hit me with it. All right, we got to go. That's that's the trouble. I know that's a perception. People are killing one another every damn night. Damn it, come on. I know about the police, and I'm afraid of the police more than I have my own people. But come on, D, face the fact. We're killing one another every damn night. This is is actually pretty good timing. Usually on the first of the month on the uh, Post-Dispatch website, they will have the previous month's mugshots. Mm -hmm. And you can go through every single one of them. They're all white. And here's the thing. If they're white, nine out of ten times... They did something to a kid. They molested a kid or did something with the child. Did they murder? Sometimes Sounds it like is. That. Yeah. Sometimes okay. it's sometimes it's a father who went crazy and yeah. killed his kids. I, I mean, look at that every month. I do too. There's a lot of women on it too. A yeah. lot of women are on it too. But usually, Let's if it's a, a time out. if it's a white guy on there, it's because he molested a kid. Well, that's that's a different that's a different damn hiccup there. And uh, the, worse. but you got to be open. <laughs> it is worse. Exactly. No problem, D. We uh, understand. And, Joe, you understand, too. Understand that we have a problem, too. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, I but, see what D's trying to say. In the Appalachian Mountains, there's white people killing each other every day, too. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Just like there are problems with fights in white high schools here exactly. all the time. All the time. You never hear about it. No. Bernie Miklas used to always bring that up, but you only hear about Bashan. If you want to talk about, like... I went to a private school and someone got stabbed at, at a football game. Wasn't even on the news. Not on the news. You want to talk about, go like, a white, bad neighborhood? If you start seeing trailers, you start seeing single wise, you're in a bad area. You need to get out. Hey, let's take a quick time. I'll be brought to you by Delmar Gardens. Delmargardens.com. Love, care, and understand. I'm sorry, folks, if I upset some people. I'm just being honest. Sorry. We'll be back. The next time we see each other, maybe years and years from now, family reunion, got to have a family reunion. 
Welcome back to The Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, brought to you by Bar Napoli in Clayton and also Cafe Napoli 2 in town and country, Missouri, for the greatest cuisine in the city of St. Louis. You want to take your lady out, you want to take your guy out for a nice dinner, they have over 600 brands of wine. The Napoli family. Tony, Andy, and Kyle. All right, don't forget also we're brought to you by SunTrump BMW of West St. Louis, home of the ultimate driving machine. Let's go to Troy. What's up, Troy? Hey, how's it going? Um, I was listening to you earlier, and you had a great subject going, but I really hate it when things go off subject a little bit, and I know I'm not. But who goes off subject? well, not off subject, but when I really thought you had a really, <laughs> really good thing going, but all I wanted to really emphasize is what I was getting out of it is that the idea of okay, so I have a really good, really good white friends. Man, when I say white friends, I mean I would choose them over family members. Okay, so and I've known them for a long time. And you we said you have wait, but we, we didn't understand. You say you have a white friend, really good white. No, friend. no, 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 no. I have several white friends okay. that I've grown up with and okay. I have really close friends that are, that are white. Not, not a, I'm not some kind of, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, all I can no. say is I've always had a conversation with them and I've always been able to talk to them about race stuff. It's never been an issue. And I'm not talking about a handful of people. I'm talking about two or three people. And, and actually when you all were talking earlier and there was this comment, I wanted to say that there's a thing called common sense which some people take for granted. And if you have common sense in my world is you, you learn from your environment, you know what you got to do to get through, to get your goals accomplished or whatever it is you try to do. Um, I've learned that these, some white folks, the common sense is, 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? Stereotypical things mm-hmm. are part of their common sense, which is never, See, they never had a, some people never had a chance to have common sense with with, with black folks, hmm. and to have the idea of that there are real things that happen in life that affect you that you can testify to instead of saying I heard this from someone or I saw this somewhere, and uh, I'm scared of you because I watched this TV show. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff is, is something that you right. know someone with common sense would just laugh about. But if you are really not. Uh, you know, around anything but stereotypical things, then those stereotypical mm-hmm. things become poison into your common sense, and then that just messes up a lot of stuff. And I just that's the best I can say about that right now. And I, well, that's a good, that's a great, good point. Make, that's a great point you made. Great comment. Yeah, yeah. And Tom, you make more sense than you do when you're not acknowledged. About I, 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 I pull it for you. A lot of times. Oh, Tom's not here. Yeah, you, you, you mean Matt or you mean Tom? Yes, yeah, yeah, you. Uh, whoever the so-called... Uh, the white guy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I mean, you, you, you guys do a great job with the show, and I really think that at this point, and it's, it gets emotional. It gets mm-hmm. it gets mental. Yeah, and it's like everyone is trying to say what they know, and no one knows anything. So I think when when it came to this thing about 
having this stereotypical idea planted in people's minds that has always happened. I mean, mm-hmm. I even heard a, a, a joke about going to the, uh, we, we had the copier places and you had to go get your copies made before people can buy printers and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. There was there was a big, if you want to recycle your paper, there's a big box for the white paper and a little bitty box for the color paper. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, you know what I mean? It, it touches people in different ways. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I had to say. Enjoy the show and, and, let's, and, and let's think about that stuff and with that stereotype. Golly, man, stereotypes are so horrible. Yeah, they are. And, and I'm still it's mad at people it. calling, you know, black folks calling another one a Uncle Tom. When I read Harriet Beecher's mm-hmm. story, and Uncle well, Tom was when Uncle Tom was not, no, he was a, Uncle Tom was really a nice guy. More educated than his Very, master. More educated. Yeah, but, but he shouldn't be used as a negative term exactly. against another brother. Right. You know, so, so, you know, Sambo got taken down real quick, I heard. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, thanks for calling, Troy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Troy. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Troy, for calling. Good meaning. That's what a lot of people feel. You know, nothing wrong with that. Good point. Some people only know what they know. Yeah, they haven't experienced a lot, and they're and they they do not have the perspective to see anything Mm -hmm. other than through their own prism. Exactly. There's Mm -hmm. this documentary. It's called the. It's going to sound like it's a bunch of white supremacy propaganda, but the name of it is called the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Really? And white is the family's last name. They they are white, but that's their last name. And it is the poorest of white Appalachian trash in all of West Virginia. And they sell drugs. They're all hooked on drugs. They've all been to jail numerous times. They, uh, they're all on Social Security because they are quote-unquote crazy, like their dad knew how to work the, the Social Security system. And I knew so many people who were white who were like, Oh man, you know that family's great. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, really? I'm like, if that, that family's family, great. If that family was black and living in Detroit, would you think they were all that great? It's <laughs> yeah, an excellent point. And, they, and they would just stand there and look at me, and I'm like, be honest. Well, I'm like, yeah, yeah I right. think your well says everything I need to know. <laughs> That's the exact people you don't want to have welfare. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So, so Troy, we're, we're glad you made a hey, phone call. call. There are a lot of people that listen to the show that think and may not. Uh, agree with what we say. I have my opinions, and everyone knows that I'm very opinionated, as well as uh, Joe and Matt. And everybody should have an show. opinion. We may not agree with you, but everybody should have an opinion. And I think it's a, it's, it's a good situation, don't you, Matt? Absolutely. And as long as your opinion is, you know, well formed and thought out, it's going to be respected <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and not bigoted and not ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my point too, folks. I want to make sure you're clear with me. When I said D, I didn't D. We respect you as a caller. I didn't disagree with you, but you got to look at both sides of the coin as well. You you understand what I was saying? Absolutely. Too? We have a problem in our society too. There's no way we should be killing people in our own neighborhoods like we're doing. And and that's and that's something that a lot of people will say is uh, they will use that to discriminate against black people. It's like why should I care about them when they're killing themselves? Right. Understand, and that starts. That's another enemy of us. Is that D called back? Yeah, D said uh, death to the Lakers. There we go. That's why I wanted D to hit me then with. Then he said, don't, he said, also, don't forget about the Ozarks TV show. Well, oh, that's just yeah. as bad. Is that, is that a bad, is that a racist show? <laughs> I may watch that. Well, tonight. no, I mean, it's, it's, it's about the Ozarks. It's about the Ozarks, so it's uh, about this couple. I mean, it's, a, it's about this guy who was who's laundering money, 
and he's doing it at the Lake of the Ozarks. And I mean, it's poor white probably trash. A true story. <laughs> well, there probably, probably is. is a lot of people out there who are laundering money. When I was working in it, so what do you do? I'm like, I try to find the guy uh, that's in the Ozarks. I will guarantee you, my good friend Onion Harden, if he was alive today, and baby, oh, you know, I know you listen. He would say. I'm pissed at the crime that's in our inner cities, mm-hmm. too. I am upset about yeah, it. We got to yeah. talk about that, too. We got to talk. We got to fix that. Everybody should be upset about it, but I can understand, like, if you're black, you're going to be a little more upset about it because like, it just helps hey, portray the stereotype. Just, Joe, if you're we're in the middle of something, can't Joe, you guys put the, the police gun down behind you, If the police are behind you or a couple of black guys are driving behind you, who are you more afraid the of? The police officer? Me, too. I'm more I understand afraid of the police. that. Police officer. That's just damn shame. Yeah. To this day. I don't care who it is. I'm more afraid. I, I sweat bullets. <laughs> Instantly. Hey, Instant folks, panic attack. We're going to take a time out. We're brought to you by Weber Chevrolet, WeberChevrolet.com. These are the mighty OJs, Eddie LeVert, darling, darling, baby. Sweet. Said you're everything I ever hoped for in a moment, and as long as I may live, oh, you're my darling, darling baby, you're my sweet and tender love. Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Nothing better than new love. Now that we found love, what are we going to do with you, God? This portion brought to you by the Pasta House Company, the greatest St. Louis and the metro area. Pasta House Company. Don't forget about going to a winery, man. I'm telling you, you want to have some fun, take a bunch of friends, rent a bus, Uber, Defiance Ridge Vineyards in Defiance, Missouri. Oh, they got a great, great thing. They got an ad running, too, don't we? We're yes, we do, yes. Great ad running. Also, Crown Candy Kitchen. Go to Crown Candy. The home of the famous BLT. Heart-stopping BLT. Now that we found love, what are we going to do? Coochie, coochie, coochie. Matt Burger's there. Joe Davis, we got my man on, and we'll go. He's been on the radio. Him and I have been on the radio probably about the longest of any sports people in the city of St. Louis. Satellite, Sirius Satellite Radio, Hall of Fame voter, Howard Balls. What's up, Howard? I'm much WESL native. (laughs) (laughs) See, Tom Wilder didn't know anything about the Black Book. Black Book was, that was, when you got your name in the Black Book, you were, the, you were the truth then. You know what I meant? Yeah, no doubt. 
no doubt. So I want to. I'm curious though. You're you're counting going to that winery. I assume you're talking about going with a mask though, right? I went up there three weeks ago. It must. This place was packed. I was at one this past Saturday. And, I didn't and, see one mask. I saw a few people wearing masks, and it, 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 there was a nice crowd, but it wasn't huge. This was huge. Not one damn mess. <laughs> Not one. Unbelievable. And, and, and so, someone has to invent some uh, some mask that you can at least don't have to take the mask off to drink. You know, maybe a small little like flap or something mm. where you can, you know, you can drink or something like that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, you know, what's dangerous? What All right, Howard. You, you know, this. You know, th- we we would not be. I'm waiting for someone to say, with all this discussion now about all these increased cases and, and all these things, I'm waiting for someone to say that if someone smart in the administration had just made masks that said "Make America Great" on them, I said the same then thing. E- yep, you said sure it. Then every single supporter of the president would think it was the greatest thing in the world. To I agree, one. but he's too and stupid we- to think that. <laughs> He really missed an opportunity. For someone supposed to be a smart businessman, he really didn't miss a big opportunity. Yeah, and then then more people would be safe, and we probably partially wouldn't be where where we are today. And someone's got to get through, of course, to the younger generation. But you know, so be it. We'll see. We'll see where this where this goes from here. But how are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you doing tonight? Well, the big question, of course, the big topic. Uh, I heard you today uh, talking about. You know, we all these changes are coming around uh, with the street names and the statues. But the big elephant in the room has always for years been the, the Washington Redskins, Howard. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, totally. And it's being talked about a little bit, and but not, not a lot. And you wonder if there's going to start being a little more pressure on that, uh, especially when you consider what the, the team has done with who – who basically had one of the, well, you know, it's probably unfair to say he was more racist than any other owner in the NFL at the time. Um, but he certainly held out, Edward um, George Preston Marshall certainly held out the longest in terms of integrating his team. And, and so they did that. And now, of course, they're removing the statue from, uh, from around the stadium, they're removing. He he was featured on the teams. I forget what they call it, not not honor wall or something like that at their facility. They're taking that down, and and so it's it's pretty interesting. And so you wonder if the next shoe to drop is going to be the nickname of that team, which the owner Dan Snyder has continued to insist he will not change it. And every time it kind of comes up as an issue. He trots out some survey that shows some percentage of Native Americans think it's an honor for the team to be called the Redskins, and that ends up being the support to do it. But hey, you know, it, it's like anything. I mean, you can you can find any number of people who will agree or disagree with just about just about anything. But yeah, you, you do wonder if if and when that will happen, especially at this at this you know at this time we're in right now. My guest tonight, of course, is Howard Balls. Howard, before we let Matt Berger, before I let turn him loose, the big news, of course, in the NFL, Cam Newton, to no one, to not my surprise, 
signs a deal Sunday with the uh, New England Patriots. And how, it's a twofold question. I have said, this may sound crazy, even before Cam Newton signed with the pa- New England, that the Pats would have a better record than Tampa Bay this year. Go ahead, tell us about the signing, and what do you think about the records of both teams? Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, I've pushed back a little bit about uh, for the Buccaneers ever since they signed Brady only because of, you know, more because of fit than anything because he, he is not the classic quarterback for a Bruce Arian system. Now, you could argue that Carson Palmer wasn't either, and and so but Carson Palmer got beat up also, and they won some games when he was able to play, but he missed a bunch of games when he was with the Cardinals. I recall one year it cost him a playoff spot, and another year they made the playoffs, but he wasn't available for the postseason. Everybody you might remember that. They played Carolina with either their third or their fourth-string quarterback because yeah. they had so many injuries. What was it Ryan Lindley, one of the worst performances in NFL history in a postseason game. So their, their big, you know, their big challenge is going to be to keep Tom Brady healthy. So it'll be interesting to see whether they can live up to those lofty expectations that everyone has. I will say that while, you know, the Patriots were talked about a lot and mentioned as, Hey, that would be a great spot for Cam Newton. You do wonder about the system. I mean, and the fit now, Josh McDaniels, of course, has shown him to be shown himself to be, you know, pretty, you know, pretty adaptable in terms of adapting the offense to the skill of the player he has. But it's not a particularly uh, well. I don't think there's any easy offense to learn in the NFL. But it's it's a pretty tough offense. And so the thing I wonder about, and maybe this was on as much on Cam Newton's part as much as anything, where he wanted to wait and wait and wait to see if there's going to be anything else there for him. But you do wonder why if this was going to be where he ended up, why not do it sooner? So he could have, even though they haven't been on the field in the off season, he could have at least been a part of the meetings and the, the offense and all that. Now, having said that you've got a month until training camp. So even though the official off season programs ended June 26th, uh, something tells me that he's going to be on some, some zoom meetings with Josh McDaniels in the next few weeks you know, getting a feel for this offense. So he doesn't, he's not reporting to training camp without knowing anything. So I, I, I think it's, it, it's really an intriguing move. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I didn't think the Patriots were going to be, no one really knew how they were going to be without Tom Brady. If it had to be Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer or, who, or whoever, they certainly have a better chance now, assuming that Cam, Cam Newton stays healthy. They certainly have, you know, have the makings of being a better team net today than they were the day before they signed. Although he hasn't officially signed until he does pass a physical, but this, you know, this is a, this is a heck of a move uh, for the Patriots. If all those things we talked about end up uh, in their favor and in his favor, Howard, who do you think gets signs first? Is it going to be uh, James Winston or will it be Colin Kaepernick? Well, Winston is signed. He's with New Orleans. That's right. He did sign Jameis Winston. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's he's been signed for. So where do you think Colin Kaepernick was going to end up? I, I don't know. You know, I th- I think I think a a a, a perfect a, a perfect fit for him, I think, is Houston. And you know, Bill O'Brien has been. You know, I, I don't think he would be affected at all by uh, 
you know, what Kaepernick stands for. Bill O'Brien has come right out and said that, hey, my players want to kneel. I'm going to kneel with them. Now, there, ha- there were some issues in Houston with some things that, that, that the former owner who passed away, Bob McNair, said. His son is now running the team, and he seems to be, uh, you know, a bit more, you know, you know s- socially uh, current, shall we say. And, and so I, I think that would be the perfect fit for him behind Deshaun Watson because their backup is A.J. McCarron. And so bottom line is I think what a, certain, a, bu- a bunch of teams should be looking at is if their starter gets hurt, who gives you – now, again, Kaepernick hasn't played in three years. We all know that. But still, who – some of these other quarterbacks haven't played much either. They've had training camp. But they haven't played much, whether it's A.J. McCarron or, or whomever. You know, even the Arizona Cardinals with Brett Hundley behind uh, Kyler Murray. I mean, we saw what, what Hundley did the year when uh, – a couple few years ago when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So what gives you a better ch- – now, you, you never – once you get to your backup, it's always a tough situation anyway. But who gives you a better chance to win? And I think most anyone would argue that Cap, you know, Colin Kaepernick – with his ability, assuming that he, he can still do what he, he had been able to do, he gives you a better chance to win. So I think those are good spots for him. I think Seattle. Now, I mean, Russell Wilson never gets hurt, hardly, but you never know. He, does Geno Smith give them a better chance to win, or does Colin Kaepernick? So you, you could create a few spots for him that make sense as long as he's comfortable with going somewhere to essentially be the backup and – who, but who knows? In this league, you never know. You, you never know. And, you know, interesting thing, back to the Patriots for a minute. Bill, uh, someone unearthed a quote that Belichick had back in 2011 where he was saying that after the lockout and everybody reporting the training camp, there was, there was probably going to be some issues with, with being in shape and guys getting muscle injuries and all that, and some teams wearing out in the fourth quarter, especially – earlier in the season and he said at that time he for some reason he was talking about quarterbacks like cam newton those are quarterbacks that can put a lot of extra pressure on the defense not only from throwing the ball but from running and all those things and so that 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 was something that he thought would be good for a team to have as a quarterback like that so i would think in the back of his mind he's thinking hey there's going to be some issues with that this year and cam newton could be just the perfect guy to have to really you know, to, to really put some extra pressure on some of these defenses that they're going to be playing. Now, Howard, the league has come out and said that if there's going to be a season, and it's going to be a season without fans, that they're going to tarp off that bottom section of the uh, of the arenas, of the football stadiums, and they're going. the NFL is going to sell advertisers to try to recoup some of that money. What would you make of that? Well, first, let me just say, they haven't said there's not going to be fans. They're saying that that's going to be a product of – the, the different areas and what the regulations are, which some people don't like that, including Mark Davis, yeah. who responded to the thing about those first eight rows saying that, hey, all along, I'll get to the advertising in a moment, all along the league has been trying to be as equitable as possible. If all teams, if, if, if some teams weren't allowed to be in their offices during April or May or whenever it was, then no teams were allowed to be in their offices. Same thing with the draft which is why they ended up with the virtual draft. So Mark Davis is saying, well, how can you then have a situation this season where it's going to be somewhat chaotic anyway, everyone thinks, with players testing positive 
and not being able to play and what happens if it goes through a team and all of a sudden they lose five or six guys and boom, they've got to play some, you know, and they find this out late in the week. So there's going to be enough of that craziness without having it unequal in terms of some teams maybe being able to play with X number of fans, but other teams not being able to have any fans. So how can you have it so different? And so Mark Davis talked about that, and he voted against that uh, that rule they put in last Thursday, but more for the reason that, hey, we're sold out. And if we're going to have fans, and let's say we're allowed to have a full stadium, then there's no place for those people to go. And that's, that's, that's the black hole fans. That's, you know, those are the, you know. So how, how do I tell those people that, hey, sorry, you can't go to the game? But, you know, they, they have that rule. And not, not surprising they would carpet off and sell some advertising because games are going to be on TV no matter what happens, whether there's fans or not. And that, that's a way to recoup certainly some of the revenue that they're going to lo- lose depending on what happens with all these, you know, fan games. You know, it could be early in the season that there's no fans, and then maybe as the season goes on, if things calm down, perhaps there could be some fans. But the, the, big, the biggest danger, and I don't see how the NFL can allow this, is they, they have to be, I would think, socially distanced to, to have fans at the games. But that's only when you're sitting there. What happens when people are going, you know, are they going to have the concession stands open then people are in line? What happens when you go to the restrooms and all, all these people? When the game ends? And you have all these people leaving at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're, just, you're just asking for trouble and to start more spreads of this illness. And I just don't see how the NFL can enter that, that way of doing things and take the chance of, and, you know, again, who knows how it's going to be the rest of the summer? Who knows how it's going to be in the fall? Who knows what happens when the regular flu comes in? But I just don't see how the NFL can, can take the chance of doing that and contributing to a spread of this in our society. Valdez, you're on with Howard Balls to go right ahead. Hey, thanks, Tuna. Hey, Howard, you were talking about Kaepernick and different teams and how they would uh, use him in different packages. What do you think about the Philadelphia Eagles? I heard some sports uh, people uh, this past draft, and they really didn't like uh, the selection of Jalen Hurts, but actually I thought that was a great selection because I can see – them putting in uh, packages, kind of like what the New Orleans Saints, they do. And uh, I think that could be pretty effective considering that, uh, you know, Carson Carson Wentz, as good as he is, he's been taken and beaten. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Hey, y'all have a great night. Thanks. Thanks. Well, wasn't wasn't Hurts, wasn't he taken in the second round? Second round. Yep. Yeah, I think that was the, I think that was the pushback more than anything. I don't think any, 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 Anybody was saying, "Hey, this is not worth. Uh, this guy's not worthy of having on your roster." I think a lot of a lot of you know observers and people were just saying, "Man, that just seems pretty high to take him in the second round." And you know, most everyone thought you probably could have got him later. But obviously, from the Eagles' standpoint, and that's the way you always have to analyze things: mm-hmm. is that they they put that value on him. They feel that he will have that value for their team. And they wanted him at that point and didn't want to take a chance of, and I don't, I don't remember what their situation was in the other rounds with their picks, but I'm sure they just felt that, hey, we like this guy. We feel we, we can do some special things with him, and we want to take him now because there's no guarantee. I always love that in the draft. You guys know I've said this for, for who knows how many years. I love when people say, well, you could have got him later. 
Well, how do you know that? Yeah. You, you don't, nobody knows what other teams are going to do, and we see it all the time in the draft, how many players, some players last longer than, than you really thought. But then you look at the end of that first round and into the second round, even into the third round, you're going, wow, man, how, you know, I can't believe they took that guy that early. But that's the way those teams have guys evaluated. And if you like them enough, you take them because you just never know if someone's going to be there later. That's that, that to me, I've, I, like I said, I, I just laugh when people say that as if they're clairvoyant and they know exactly what every other team in the league was thinking. My guest tonight, of course, is the one and only Howard Balzer. A big story developing in the NFL is Antonio Brown. Several teams are looking at him. He'll play again if he can be himself. What do you think about Antonio Brown? Because if so, can you imagine him with Baltimore, Seattle, or Green Bay? I can make a list, a long list of teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown, which is the I mean, the player that he – hey, look what he did in New England. I mean, right. how, one he, game. He yeah, you know, one game, and he hadn't been there very long. And he caught a few balls, and I think pretty sure he had a touchdown. He did. If I recall correctly. Yeah, one touchdown. Yeah, and and that was I think he was only there for a couple of weeks, or yeah. something, maybe even less than that. And so ability wise, there's no question that he can help a team. And so you're right, he's going to end up somewhere. We don't know if he's going to get some kind of suspension from the league. I would suspect there'll be something, but whether it'll be a game, whether it'll be two games, I, I don't know that it would be much more than that, but someone will take a chance mm-hmm. and just roll the dice that he'll come in there and be on his best behavior and be a good teammate, and and they know he can play good football. So you just mentioned a, a few teams. Don't, forget, don't count I, I don't, out New England I, either. I, yeah. I mean, new, new, yeah. I, well, I don't think they would bring him back only because of what happened last year. So I, I doubt that because they were clear at the time when they signed him, mm-hmm. and they said, "Now we're not going to find out anything. You know, nothing else, Nothing's going to come up, is there? That's that you've got. You know, that's hanging or anything? Oh no, no, nothing, nothing at all." <laughs> and then what was it? A day or two after his first game, all of a sudden, uh, the the lawsuits and all that stuff with whatever it was was filed. So uh, te- teams are going to have to be pretty darn sure that there's. And I don't know how you can ever be totally sure that there's nothing else hanging out there, but because of the way that went down. I, I don't think I don't think Robert Kraft uh, would sign off uh, on that one uh, with the Patriots, but certainly, like he said, certainly some team will you know will take a chance on him. Could you imagine him and Lamar Jackson together? Mm-hmm. Wow, no, that would be. I mean that that, that would be you know the one thing one thing about the Ravens is they've you know their their passing game was better last year than it was the year before, and and so. But yeah, get 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 a guy like that, and you know, and team him up with, with team him up with Hollywood Brown, who they Hollywood, drafted, yeah, yeah. who's a, yeah, who's a, who's yeah, a, exactly. Antonio's cousin. They'll they'll have to come up with a if with Hollywood they'll have to come up with a nickname for <laughs> Antonio. I I don't know what I don't know what it would be, but yeah, that would be that would that could be a very designate a, a very devastating combination. Howard, I saw on Twitter that you you tweeted out a story about, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and his contract negotiations going on with with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh what can you tell us about that and what is it like now covering the Big Red again after so many years in between uh, in between gigs? Yeah, it's pretty uh it, it's kind of fun and you, you don't even you almost don't even think of him as the Big Red, but uh I don't know how many people in Arizona uh, still call them you know, call them that, but it, it's just kind of, it's just kind of fun, you know, co- covering a team and, you know, following them and, and all those things. And, 
and I and I think they have a chance. I think I think they have a chance to be pretty good, and especially with Hopkins and Kyler Murray in his second year, and uh, the defense has improved, and their offensive line. Most of the guys are back on the line, and Kenyon Drake looks to be a darn good running back. So uh, they, you know, it's interesting how many people are picking Cliff Kingsbury as a potential coach of the year, and this could be one of the surprise teams when it was only, what, 15 months ago, 16 months ago, whatever it was, when people were going, what in the world are the Cardinals doing hiring Cliff Kingsbury? And and so, uh, but, you know, now all of a sudden they think that he's just the right guy for this offense. And when it, In terms of Hopkins, it's a very intriguing situation because, as, as I wrote at si.com slash NFL slash Cardinals, the it was, the Cardinals knew that they were going to have to give him a good a, a new contract when they made the deal, and I've I've been wondering that maybe Hopkins is, won't push it as much because he used that new contract, wanting a new contract, to kind of finesse his way out of Houston, and I think he likes where he is. He he loves being with Murray. He he he's been participating. He participated in their off season work. He was in their Dallas private workouts. And Kyler Murray brought twenty teammates to Dallas for workouts last week. And so I've wondered if maybe this new contract might get put on the back burner a little bit because it does have three years left on it. Now, the flip side, as I was told, is that Steve Kime, the general manager, is very close. Well, when I say close, he has a good relationship with Hopkins' agent, a guy named Todd France. The, the basic commitment was made to give a new contract. But let's remember, that was done in mid-March before we knew anything of what was going to happen with this pandemic. And no one knew at the time what it was going to be, how long it was going to last, what was going to happen, what would happen with the NFL season, you know, fans and all that. Well, you know, the league is looking at about $3 billion. If there's no fans at any games, they're, they're looking at about $3 billion less in revenue, which means the way the league works is that the salary cap would be lower next year based on because the salary cap each year is based on the revenue from the year before well they don't want the cap to go down so what they're talking about doing is if the revenue is down they would borrow from future caps to keep next year's cap from going down but it would basically stay around the same so now all of a sudden you're trying to structure a mega contract for a guy and you're not sure where the cap is Mm going to be you know every team plans for the future not only for this year when they sign guys and even though they don't absolutely know, they have a pretty good feel for where the cap's going to be in two years, three years. Well, now they, they really don't know. And so that makes it, that makes it tough to do, redo this deal. So uh, there's been no word on it. It's been very quiet. There's, there were f- uh, 14 franchise players in the league, and none of them have signed long-term contracts as of yet. Nine have signed their tender. Five other guys haven't signed yet. But July 15th is the deadline to sign long-term contracts. And I'm sure that situation I just talked about is probably a factor in the lack of long-term deals. So I, I, I wonder if he'll get a new deal. I wonder if they could just say, hey, let's put this off. Let's see where things go with this season. Maybe cause none of the three years on his contract that are left are guaranteed. So they could, they could throw an olive branch and say, hey, look, we'll guarantee most of that money for the next three seasons. And then let's revisit this at some point when we know where things are headed. I'm not, I have no information to say that's the way it's going to be, but it wouldn't surprise me if something like that uh, happened unless they can come up with some creative way to structure a contract that they wouldn't get, you know, they wouldn't get hammered 
in the cap in the next couple, two, three years when they just don't know where that cap's going to be. Howard, uh, the big question that's coming up, what have you heard about the NFL test guidelines? I know the National Hockey League and the Cardinals, Major League Baseball started testing. Uh, Cardinals, I think, started testing in the past two days. They got one player that's tested positive. What is the NFL going to do with their testing for they the coronavirus? Said, yeah, they, right. They haven't said yet. There, there's negotiations going on now. You know, by the way, I mentioned those private workouts the Cardinals had, and Demaris Smith was a, was a bit peeved, especially the way Tom Brady was so up out front and flaunting the private workouts that they had, and the Cardinals, and he held those, and the Cardinals did theirs after the NFLPA sent a message to players suggesting that they not do it for health and safety. But Demar Smith had a good point. He said, hey, we're trying to negotiate the health yeah. and safety issues yeah. with the NFL right now. And it, and it doesn't help us when we're trying to say, hey, we're concerned about player safety, and you've got players out there doing private workouts. Sure. So that's, that's the big question. And so they're talking about what those protocols will be. And I've heard some rumblings that they'll be tested at least three times a week, all the players. And and so it, there, there's going to be a lot of testing, and you have to believe. I mean, that you, know, you have to believe there's going to be a lot of te- positive tests once they start getting around each other, too. I mean, the NBA, what did they test? 302 players, and I think 16 uh, tested positive, and they were surprised that that, that that number wasn't higher. But that's only 302 players. I mean, the NFL has, do the math, do 90 times – 32, you know, that's close to 3,000 players that are going to be in training camp. So they're going to have positive tests. And then the biggest thing is how they're going to isolate guys and keep it from spreading because that's the big, big concern that there's going to be. And what happens with, with players when they go home and what are players going to do when, you know, they go home or are they hanging out and going places maybe that maybe they shouldn't be going. And that's what a lot of people are concerned with too. Is and you know, and, and some players have elderly, you know, family members that live with them. Well, Tom Brady is elderly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's getting. Yeah, that's he's getting there. Yeah, that's true. He's he's entering that. Uh, you know that uh, that that it's tough age tough. for all this. He's getting he's getting a bit closer. But all, all those questions haven't been answered yet. I would expect. You know, they're they're saying the training first training camp, the Chiefs and the Texans will open July 25th, but their rookies are going to report earlier. So we're only – let me see here. What I see? The Texans rookies are, are reporting July 18th. So we're yeah. 18 days Jeez. away from that. Crazy. So they, they've, they've got to have all these protocols oh and all the things that they're going to be doing in place pretty darn quickly. Howard, going back to what uh, what Charlie brought up at the very beginning of, of the hour – uh, by the Redskins, when you see Mississippi very easily decide that they were going to drop the Confederate flag from their flag like with very little resistance, if you're Dan Snyder, you're like, you know what, maybe now is the time to change, and if I can come up with a nickname, maybe stick with the colors, but come up with a different nickname, I can maybe make a lot of money off of merchandise sales. Do you think that's giving him any pause, seeing him what happened in Mississippi and how quickly they were to change their their state flag? Yeah, well, and and look at look at the colleges that have taken the names off buildings. 
But, you know, those, those are kind of ceremonial things. And as flags are and all that. The thing that, and I agree with you, that if he rebrands the team, then it just gives you new opportunity. That, that's the thing that he has in his mind. This has been our brand for so long, and this is how we're recognized, and blah, 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 blah. And so all those business aspects enter his mind. But like you said, hey, just come up with a new name. And, and, I, and I think by doing that, he, he would get a tremendous amount of support for doing, for doing, quote, the right thing. I mean, look mm-hmm. at how many schools, colleges have changed nicknames over the years. So many of them have done that, have done that. And yet, the, and I know there's some out there, and I started doing it uh, today. I just started, I was just calling them the Washington football team. Yeah. And so it's when, when you break it down, you know, sometimes you get so accustomed to saying something, you don't even pause to think of what it is. But Redskins, I mean, suppose there was a team that was called the Blackskins. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that would that would last very long, or 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 it certainly wouldn't be around anymore. I would, I would doubt. Not today, it would if, no. If that if that was the case. But Howard, so, when you look at that, when you look at the Redskins and their brand and the history of the National Football League, they would have to make monetary changes from top to bottom. It would take the league two or three years with marketing, the clothing agreements with different people. That would be very costly, and that's what Dan Snyder is looking at it anyway. And the main reason, because the Washington Redskins brand is very big, but I agree with you, the history of the way the Indians have been more persecuted than oh. probably more racist oh, than yeah. anyone in the country. I'm going to yeah. tell you something. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you can like mock their culture a little easier than you can anybody else's, too. Yeah, but, but on, the, on, the, on the East Coast, let me tell you something. The Indians run it. They've got golf courses. They oh, the, are, with the casinos. Yeah, they are yeah. so far ahead of everybody. But what has happened, Howard, I think they've come to Daniel, Daniel Stein or some of them in the past few years to say, we don't mind. Mm-hmm. And he goes with that. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. He comes up with a hand, you know, whatever percentage of people say, oh, we, we don't have a problem with it. And then he uses that to say, I don't need to do anything. But the one thing, too, and I'll say about your point, which, you know, it's, it's a good point, but look at how many teams – at, you know, change their logos or change their colors or change what, whatever it might be. And so I, I don't know that, I mean, this is the NFL too. I don't know that all of a sudden it's going to take that long. You, you just put out, you know, now granted, you wouldn't just change today and, and say that we're, we're no longer the Redskins. Obviously that there, there is a certain amount of time and you've got, you know, you've got stuff out, but can you imagine what would happen if some stores decided, Hey, we're not selling that stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah, like, that was that that that, that it'll was still out right away. Yeah, that would that would be well. Yeah, it would, but that, that but, would like, if, but but we won't accept we won't accept anymore. But you know, if, so if you were a big chain like Fanatics or Dicks or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean the big you know big places. Yeah. But 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 I think I, I think that what, whatever they would decide to do with a logo, with a team name, whatever it might be, it would you know I mean hey. When, when an expansion team comes in of wh- whatever league, and I know there hasn't been a whole lot of expansion in recent years, but when an expansion team comes in, everything's brand new. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think it's, it doesn't take that long for it. I know what to make them change it. Hey, look, if the look, people look, from... look how much Battlehawk stuff was sold. Yeah, yeah. excellent point. <laughs> right. And everybody, la- everybody laughed at that name and thought it was horrible. 
when they when they announced it, and I remember saying to some people, "Hey, you know, okay, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's different, it's it's strange a little bit, but after a while, you get used to it." And if, it sure did. Sure if, did. If the people from the Black Lives Matter <clears throat> merge with the Indians, the American Indians, mm-hmm. and join forces, he might change. That's a great point. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great point. He if, might if, have if, to change. Yeah, if they, if they would you know take up that cause, also that. Although yeah, we got enough going on ourselves. We got some other fish than the to NFL fry. team. Sorry, we can't help you, American Indian. We'll, we'll come over there, maybe. Right, we'll come to you next. We'll come yeah. to you next because you're not getting shot by the cops. We'll come to you next. <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of Black Lives Oh, wait, hold on. Hi, real, real quick. They've got a special coming up on ESPN about the American Indian women that are being raped and killed. On their in their organizations on in the reservations, on, in the reservations. Oh, on the reservations. and you really? see what the women are doing. ESPN is doing a big spread. They're taking up boxing. The women are. Yeah, I've seen some. Oh wow! Didn't they have on, something like? On. Yeah, it was just on. Yeah, they yeah. Ta- they're taking up boxing. Blackfoot boxing. Black yeah, yeah blackfoot boxing. That's 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 wild. <laughs> yes. well, what what I what I was going to bring up is that I saw a picture and on Twitter uh, that you know the, the world lost. Uh, uh, Carl Reiner mm-hmm. yeah. today, and Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, Ma- Mary Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke show. I yeah, mean, uh, so so many so many things, and he was on. He he was really. At, I didn't realize this. He was re, he was ninety eight years old. He just turned ninety eight in March. Wow. Walking and dead. his good buddy Mel, his good buddy Mel Brooks, ninety six, ninety four on Sunday. Wow. Yeah, and I saw a picture on Twitter. Make me feel young. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh-huh. It was Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, and his uh-huh. daughter Annie sitting on a couch, like in one of their homes, certainly. And all three of them were wearing Black Lives yeah. Matter shirts. Really? No kidding. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Great. Black Lives oh. Matter. Finally, Howard. You know, it took us all this time. <laughs> Finally, I've been talking about it since I was a young kid. Finally, Howard. Isn't that something? Twenty twenty. What a year. It took. It took a while. It took a while. And, you know, and I think the key is, I don't know if I mentioned this in the show recent weeks, maybe I didn't, one of the weeks you weren't there, I read a story, and it talked about, it finally dawned on people what the emphasis should truly be. And because and obviously there was all, and there's still some will give it pushback now and say, well, all lives matter, yeah, all lives matter, as, as, if to, as, as if to minimize it. And it's not as if, you know, African Americans or black people are saying that, well, all lives don't matter, but... But I think a lot of people looked at it. I read this story, and it was pretty interesting. They said most people looked at it then as, as putting the emphasis on the word black, mm-hmm. as if saying, well, black lives matter. Well, no, the emphasis should be on the word matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Black lives matter. And that's where the emphasis should be. And I think, I think I, you know, obviously more, you know, more, more people that, uh, that aren't, aren't black are finally finally understanding and getting that message because of you know so so much i think that people just don't re, you know they, they realize to an extent what has happened in our society but i don't think most people really grasp how how much it um you know the it is affected the ability to just get opportunity, you know, yeah, there's opportunity. We know that things are better, 
But there hasn't been the opportunity because of what happened after the Civil War and all those things. He couldn't buy homes, you know, couldn't get loans, couldn't get all these things. Still, Jobs weren't the greatest. Still can't. He, still, yeah, still a big issue. Right. And you can't build. You can't build quote wealth to be able to have money to, you know, you know. How, how many times do even young people go to buy their first house, and mom or dad gives them gives them some money for right. the down payment? Yeah. Get, get, yeah. yeah, to get yeah to get started. Obviously, but I think most people don't realize that for the most part that doesn't happen. Um, in, in the in the in the in the black and brown communities, you know what? And it, it does to a degree, but certainly not to the extent. I I saw this video that a guy put together, which was incredibly eye opening. It was a guy who actually what's it called? Veggie? Um, I forget what I forget what the name of it is. He did a seventeen minute video just tracing the entire century almost of how we got to where we are today. And it was eye-opening. Uh, every, everyone should watch it to really, we're, really we're see. We're almost out of time, How? Hey, real, real quick. I used to work at banks. When I left trying out from the Green Bay Packers years ago, Dan Devine, I said, Dan Devine, what should I do? He said, well, black people should get into finance. Mm-hmm. So I worked for a finance company. Then I worked for two banks. So how would I, this? I'm not going to, years, long time ago. So I, I became a loan officer. So... I remember black people used to come in for loans, and this guy that was the head of a bank said, nah, we better get them help get a co-signer. But younger whites would come in for loans, and they'd give them the loan right away. Right. Yep. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, this happened huh, 100 years ago, but it's somewhat still like that now, how is what you were just talking about. No, exactly. Exactly. And and so it's it's just... You know, and again, some will say, "Well, but I there's some in my neighborhood." Well, yeah, oh, yeah. it's not to say there's none, right. but the, but the percentage. I, this guy in this in this video quoted something like ten percent of minorities, and something like forty to sixty percent are right. are able to do. You know, hey, you know a lot. lot. That, that's how, that's 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 pretty glaring. How are we almost we're out of time? We want to thank you always when you come in. You're very inspirational and rewarding. Appreciate it, guy. All right, we'll talk to you. Thanks, Howard. Love listening to you every afternoon as well. Yeah, I've been filling in a bit on the uh, on the hard line. I filled in yesterday. You're not uh, a fill in. I'm. 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 I'm You're in. They call me. You know. You know what the H stands for? What? The H stands for Hondo. Hondo. Have a check. Hondo. Six man. Six man. Best six man ever in the NBA. Howard, thanks very much. We'll talk next Tuesday. All right, guys, take care. All right, folks, thanks for that. Matt Berger, you'll be back with him. I'll be he'll back. Be, he'll, be here, he'll be here all next week. Uh, he'll be here Thursday night with Dr. Rick. We'll be kicking it around, folks. Thanks very much for joining. Matt Berger, always a great pleasure to have yep, you here. Yeah, good fun. People love you here. Matt will talk about anything. Anything. Oh, yeah. Anything. Let's talk about it. He's had about some brown sugar in his Joe, body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sugar. He got more dip in his hip and more cut in his stride. See you tomorrow night.
pain 